Hey, Juventini, welcome back to the All UV cast where it's all UV all the time. I got Francisco, I got Anthony, I'm Alberto, and we're going to cover the last calendar match for 2021, the victory, okay, against Gallery 2 0. We're going to take you through everything, okay? We're going to talk about uh, all the highlights, the talking points, and we're going to talk about where we finish up. And what we can look forward to uh, in the next uh, year here in 2022. Now, guys, we're going to kick it off with, uh, we're not going to mess about here. Uh, we're going to say some quick good mornings. Bob, always with us here. Ali, KM, good morning, everybody. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, without, there there uh, is one unfortunate thing, though, starting off the show. Now I got that damn song stuck in my head, the final countdown by Europe, because Al would not stop singing it in the green room. Oh Sorry to pull the curtain back, but yeah, yeah, we had some uh, we had some right issues in, uh, in the in the back there, technical difficulties. We were trying to uh, adjust to make it some easy viewing for you and easy listening. And uh, I was giving guys the final countdown. I was letting them know oh. we got to get live, boys. We got to get live. Frankie uh, tried to pull out his synthesizer, and we're just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're to be honest, I nailed it. Okay, you did. I nailed it. It was it was very good. Yeah, oh and uh, for everybody that's <laughs> tuning into this podcast on audio, get yourselves over to the YouTube channel. Okay, subscribe uh, and follow us there, and then of course jump into the live chats on these shows. You never know what you're going to get, but I can guarantee you it's always going to be right. fun and a good time. Yesterday we had Omar jumping in on a damn forklift. Okay. <laughs> So this guy's at work and he says, no, I want to chat you, Vate. And uh, that was absolutely hilarious. Probably <laughs> one of the favorite moments of this show. So you never know what you're going to get with us. Mm -mm. Now, without further ado, the lineup. The lineup Max Allegri uh, deployed for Gallery. We had Chesney in goal. Quadrado, Benucci, Delict, and Sandro across the back. Mm -hmm. Benton, Curarto, Arabio in the middle with Bernardeschi, Morata, and Keane. Kind of go into that 4-3-3 we saw in the match ahead of it. Instant issues people had with the lineup. Of course, Alexandro. Of course, Rabio on the left. Of course, Rabio and Bentancourt being on the pitch at the same time. Mm -hmm. I also thought a little bit risky business with Quadrado on the right, given his uh, card situation and the fact that the game right outside of the break was against Napoli. Mm -hmm. Um Max clearly not wanting to mess about with points. Um, and I don't think he was looking too much further into it with, uh, you know, say Rabio and Bentecourt for me. And there were instances in this match where that came up. The two of them cannot share the pitch, in my personal opinion. Um, it's one or the other. Uh, McKenney ends up coming into this game. I probably would have started with him and one other of Rabio or Bentecourt. Sandro, I think there's still some nagging issue there with Pellegrini, so probably just playing it safe, and I'm fine with it, and he should have been okay against Gallery. Should have been. We'll talk about that, too. What were your guys' thoughts on this lineup? Well, the, the initial thought of the lineup is an absolute nightmare. Uh, once it, you know, it's, it, you know, and that's what, it was. that was a common theme. Like, what are we doing here? There's a nightmare. We have these guys on the bench. You know, maybe we should try these younger guys. This Gallery, they stink, which, and they do stink. Because uh, they had a lot of injuries to their, you know, unfortunate for them, they had a lot of injuries as well. So uh, we got a little lucky. We we could deploy a lineup like that with, I would say, some weak spots. Um, we'll get into Sandro, but holy my word. Uh, but Pellegrini was on the bench. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but uh, from our uh, health expert, Eric and our, in our team, he was from what they were describing, it was more like a crap. What? It was just cramping. So it was just, uh, just cramping. So, you know, I guess they, they don't want to risk it with all the injuries that we do have uh, short break. What is it? Nine days. So, yeah, I don't know. Frankie, what do you think, bud? Well, uh, at the beginning, I it was expected because of injuries. Obviously, we cannot field our best lineup, even if we wanted to, because of injuries. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, the McKinney not playing from the start was the thing that surprised me. I would have played McKinney from the start, especially if you're going to play Betancourt and, and Arthur. No, Logatelli, you play with McKinney in. And I always prefer Betancourt over Rabiot. And when they start together, they don't play well. That's well side. And that was the big problem with me. I don't. I didn't have any problems with other teams. The Sander thing, you have to play the guy at some point. And, uh, and Pellegrini was coming from injury. And we know Max, he doesn't like to risk okay. players. Well, do yeah, we have to. I'm at the point where if you're going to play Sandro, you should feel fine with it being against Cagliari. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with Sandro. The frustrating part, I didn't feel that way when it was playing out. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you should feel comfortable with him playing you, against these teams. I've lost confidence in him against top sides. You know, you know it's bad when I'm – actually, I was thinking, why not try the Shiglio on the left? Because frankly, before the injury, he was being playing really good. So I was like, should we try the Siglo? And even when you have that doubt, that that means that you're not playing at that level. So thank you, Michael. Thank you for this word. But uh man, yeah. um, I was okay with the lineup because it's what we had. The Rabio thing, it was the only thing that I didn't yeah. like. And uh, Hanin coming in here asking, is McKenny getting better on the ball? Listen, we're going to talk about player performances. Mm -hmm. We're just going to quickly, quickly go through the highlight pack. We've kind of talked about our thoughts uh, leading up to this one in the lineups and everything. Um, one other little tidbit that I found interesting, we will break down a little more after, were Arriva Bene's words. Prior to this match, he said something kind of interesting that could have been taken. A couple Shots different ways. Fired. Shots so, yeah. fired. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to dive into Arriva Bene's words. Let's get to mm -hmm. uh, the highlights, boys, and uh, break this one down. Uh, honestly, there wasn't much, okay? There wasn't much here. So no, there we kick it off uh, early on. We get a little uh, corner kick here in Delict. Uh, he heads it back in towards uh, our forwards there, and Keane's going to take a stab at it. And honestly, like, Granio was completely lost on this one, chasing it back post towards Delict. Um, unfortunately, Keane couldn't get it on target there. Um, so frustrating one there. He had to go, he had to go back and get it. With the, I'm not going to blame Delict for a bad header, but if he put that just a little bit more inside, yeah. it's an easier <clears throat> turn, but tough finish, yeah. but you know, good start. It, game of inches, man. It's tough there game even inches, for Delict right. to get it back, uh, and yep. pinpoint it right, but, uh, didn't miss by much, uh, Right attitude out of the gate, just getting hungry, getting after it. Quadrado, this is when he's at his best. One quick sidestep and have the ball in. Mm -hmm. um, and again, using him at the fullback position, I prefer as opposed to up ahead forward because now it allows way more guys 
to get into the area, and he has the ability to do that. Um, this ball gets over there, and Keane, he's a nice stop by Cranio. I mean, Keane does what you got to do. Head it downwards, right? Head it hard. Um, unfortunately, yeah, does not go in for us. But Keen looking be uh, looking good at the start. Keen, to be honest, like uh, I, I would say the whole first half he was flying around. But man, that you got to finish that. You know, really this boost one? your confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great save, great save. I mean, but we've been saying that about all the guys. He got to finish. We got to finish better. <laughs> we need goals. We need goals. Yeah, but but it's not a horrible finish. Like I I, I know you have right. you have to finish the the play, but it's not like. He totally yeah. like yeah, shot the enough. ball to the middle to the goalkeeper. Now it's mm -hmm. just that's why I said he did just, what he had to do. Head it downwards hard, like yeah, yeah. You can say you can say maybe do it to a to a corner or try to do it higher to make yeah. it more difficult. But it's not it's not horrible. So we got uh, uh, Bernardeski get, coming in here. Okay, I'm gonna get this question for our hot takes later on, Michael. Don't don't go away. We'll get to this one. That's a good yeah. question. So we got Bernardeski coming in with three. He stops. He cuts left. I'm not sure if he's trying to put it to him or trying to take a shot that was going astronomically wide. We'll just leave it open to. <laughs> no, no, he's trying to shut the ball. So let's not. <laughs> must not. Come on now. Come on now. We Dude, have that smart people. Fantastic. Have, though, to be honest, we have smart people viewing the show. We <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's not hey, look at this and keen yeah just right spot right time does it's interesting it's an interesting whatever it works out goes in the net let's go we need Sit. to talk about those celebrations when he scores those kind of goals because it goes <laughs> out he goes all out and he starts dancing i'm like the nerve bro do you didn't know the ball went in how how are you celebrating the last time the goal hey, man. the ball does yeah but touch you him a little bit when you're gonna get the next one man you tr you you sell it you sell he it just, he just goes off like this is frankly the movie Franklin like, absolutely <laughs> dumping on our striker who needs confidence but says you do not dance when you get a deflection goal. Those goals? Come on now. <laughs> okay, he's got three goals this season. Two of them were almost flukes. The last time he, he went like on his knees and he was screaming like he scored from half the pitch. And I'm like, bro, how the, the one where Bentoncourt headed it off his head. Yeah. And then, and that I'm that like, was priceless. There's no way. How, how you Goal's a goal, Selly. Goal's a goal, yeah, man. Selly. Bring out the air guitar. Why not? You like, don't want to styles. You don't want to see what I'm doing if I ever if I oh, bag yeah. I wouldn't care. Okay. Somebody could boot it off me right off the side of my dome. I couldn't no, even be looking I, at the play fickles in, man. Synthesizer final count. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind the celebration. I don't mind the celebration. I just mind that he's just dancing. Like he he did the greatest goal of all time. He like he's Maradona part two, and I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> so okay, here's the thing. Here's what oh. I think, Francisco. Oh, I think Moise Keane doesn't walk. I think he dances around life, man. I think he just does it all the time. So when the only time he could stop is when he plays. So if he scores a goal, 
he's gonna celebrate and dance all the time because I don't think the guy can stop dancing, man. Like, you look at like Instagram and everything, it's he's dancing all the time, man. That's what he does. That's who he is. Let oh him be, God. man. Let him be. It's all good. Did, it's all good. did but he he directed that, right? He kind of or did it hit his shoulder? Oh my like, god. Was it off his face? I can't, no, I can't it tell. It was off his, off his face. It was off like his he, face, but he kind of like I don't know. It looks like more uh, shock, like what am I gonna do? But it happened to be in the right spot. And come on, the ball, hey, the ball was Moise Keen scored. Juve's up one nil. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get go. over it, Frank. So <laughs> here's a little frustration kicking in with Sandro. Okay, <clears throat> second half here, Cagliari. This is a little frustrating. Why on earth you've got the big Dutchman right here? Are you worried about this guy right here when your check is right here about to blow right by you? Okay. Frustrating that he just continues to have these lapses. And of course, this, oh yeah, you're going to catch him. Okay, Alexandro. Yeah, you're going to catch this guy now. So he blazes down the side and puts a ball. I have no idea how this wasn't put in the back of the net, okay? That's a horrible finish. That's, that's a horrible, horrible that's miss, okay? I don't care who that is. It's Dalbert, obviously. I don't care who that is, what team they play for. We deserve to have that in the back of our net. That's absolutely brutal. So we escape there. Then we have an actual beautiful cross from McKenney to find Morata. Um, mm -hmm. McKinney comes in and um, KM, uh, Hanin mentioned it too about him being better on the ball and whatnot. And yeah, technically, he was one of the guys I noticed that was much better on the ball. Moise Keane was technically much, much better on the ball in this one. And again, we're starting to see guys get more minutes and mm -hmm. then that can be one of the effects, right? Morata on this one takes it a little too far wide. Pretty easy for Cranio there to uh, to stop continue on this one again sandro unbelievable save sandro gets beaten he's kind of off screen here gets beaten again down the flank cross coming in we're out of sorts on who our checks are way too many guys here and nobody goal side on two players actually you might as well consider this guy the third this is that's brutal to see um, the the save was uh buffoon on zidane-esque oh uh, you mean 2006 like was i was gonna get to when it gave me flashbacks yeah whoa the, look at that this it is was, a flashback i saw that save and immediately i was like my god yeah. that's about as like picturesque perfect to that i think it's even harder man i i i honestly i think it was it's even harder because it's more to the to the corner that, and he that, was closer. Yeah, and it was close. And it was a beautiful header. By, that was an unreal save on Jao yeah. Pedro. Unreal save by Ted. What these, uh, what these graphics, you know, we're th this all Juve cast. We're, we're taking a step up here with the side by side graphics. Like, I don't, unbelievable. But what these uh, pitchers don't do credit is how far behind the goalie these balls actually are. Yeah. Like, they're actually yeah. reaching like way back. He's getting the ball. Up and over. Yeah, Next year, with our new budget, I'll be able to go back in time, give you 360 <laughs> degrees, okay, <laughs> views, and we can go right back around, okay? Do we get coffee? Or... No. No. Perfect for, for seeing the face of King when he knows he scored a crappy <laughs> oh, goal. 
Uh, is this the theme to take it easy, Frank? Says, Come on, on, let him dance. Let him dance. Okay. He probably probably came to Puerto Rico for those <laughs> dancing lessons. Okay, man. No, okay. hell no. If he came, if he came, I would slap his face and tell him, "You better start scoring good goals before you start dancing." Like, hey, come on now. This is how you finish a match, though. Berna on a good, impressive run. Kulishevsky does well to intercept yeah. uh, mm -hmm. a long ball there, attempt from Cagliari, gets it over to Berna. And Berna, beautiful, just keeps going with it, runs in stride, picks off that corner. And your first goal since, I can't remember what month in 2020, that feels good, baby. That feels good. This was all of us, okay? Sealed the deal because Cagliari had some close calls. In a match where they finished with only six total attempts, one on target, they actually, the few they had were pretty dangerous. Um, mm -hmm. And that's got to be tightened up by Juve. But uh, we finish up 2 0, and now we can get to breaking things down a little bit. Funny more enough, that uh, that reaction there by Bernadeschi with his arms out looking up, that's the same reaction I have when I wake up in the morning, my knees aren't sore. Exact same. Yeah. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, it's, it's rare. <laughs> June, June of 2020, I believe yep. is what Eric's referring to with uh, Bernardeschi's last goal. Last time my knees weren't sore was about June 2020 as well. Oh, man. There you Good go. Good game, though. 2 0. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk um, about summaries on this match. For me, it's a lot of the same. Um, I think this is a team we should be handling better. I still see some of the same issues in certain players, but the biggest thing is there are good fundamental building blocks there. 4-3-3, a variation of the 4-3-3, like the 4-2-3-1, once other guys become available to max, is the way we need to be going. We still need some more organization in chance creation. That's the mm -hmm. biggest thing when I look at this team. Again, you have a game where you finish 15 total attempts. four Only four on target from Juventus, okay? Mm -hmm. Two of those goals. But again, you're left like, where are these goals going to come from? Where is the creation? What are we doing to create opportunities? And it's these guys haven't quite gelled yet and haven't figured out how to do it together. And I don't think anything's coming from Max in terms of, you know, any type of organization or structure to it. I think it's, again, just very much up to the players and their freedom. And it's kind of a weird one. But we did see, as Hanin mentioned, uh, McKenney becoming a bit better on the ball. Keen looked a lot better on the ball uh, in the instances he had. And I think it just comes down to minutes. But... The biggest mm -hmm. thing is Max sticking to what he's doing right now so these guys can find rhythm, can get in uh, uh, their roles and become comfortable. Keane did a lot of work off the ball that uh, he didn't get a lot of credit for and coming back made a great slide tackle down the flank because you know mm -hmm. Sandra was about to get roasted. Yeah. Uh, dude, Keane did some good work, and I like that. And that's why I was saying earlier on the season, I think we can utilize him off one of the wings if we go 4-3-3, you know, and have Keane on the opposite side. It allows you to still have Quadrado as one of those uh, fullbacks. We get some, uh, once Danilo comes back, you get somebody I have more faith in on the left side than Sandro. 
So then, then you can rotate Danilo Pellegrini on the left side. But this game, I'm happy for the victory. We still have a lot of work to do. But the building blocks look better in a 4-3-3. But there's still a lot of work to do. Your guys' summaries. Let's go uh, Anthony and then uh, Francisco. Okay. Well, uh, we, you know, we talked about the lineup. It is what it is. Uh, I fully expect... Uh, I, I, on the stoppage time show last night with uh, Lou and Al, they had Martino on the, the Milan uh, correspondent, whatever you want to call him. Uh, good guy. It was a good show. If you can go back and check it out, they did a, they did a great show last night. Um, I actually said that Juventus is going to run the table uh, January, February. If we can get all those injured players back, there's no reason why with Dybala, Chiesa, Danilo, McKinney healthy, Locatelli healthy with that, if it's a 4-2-3-1, there is no reason we can't steamroll Napoli, Rome, Udinese. Milan might be tough. They might have a lot of injuries. But to your point, uh, for the lineup that we had last night, you know, they sustained pressure for a majority of the match. Right from the start, we get if Keane finishes that early one, we're up basically 2-0 in the first 20 minutes. Okay, it took 40 minutes to get the goal. But, you know, sustained pressure. Everything looked good. Uh, problem is, we yeah, like I said, we didn't take those early chances and we fell asleep for those 10 minutes in the second half. Tech talked about it, he was upset about it in his post game uh press conference. But all in all, great match for what we had again. The substitutes really turned the tide. Once uh McKinney came in, I thought I thought the game shifted, I didn't really think, yeah. And then once Locatelli came in a little bit later, but once the substitutes I... came in. I don't. And that just don't shows know. that once when we're healthy, we should we should be pulling away from these teams four five nothing. Well, that's the thing. But even even with these guys, we should be. It should look a much better. It should look much better than how it played. Like I just I don't know, man. It's to me, there's still a lot of work to be done. But I think it's again, like I was saying during my summary, I think it's just more getting these guys comfortable in the roles that they're going to be playing and sticking to, to something um, that's much better than the four, four, two. So what he's kind of how he's utilizing and how he's playing it now is much better than what we were seeing before. I think if we would have seen it earlier, we'd be having a different discussion come this last stretch against these weaker opponents. And we would be at the point where even our rotational guys could be pulling away from these these guys because they just got to build some chemistry especially up top in creation so francisco your summary man quickly and amesh i'm gonna we'll get this to this question in the in the absolutely hot, hot fire in at the end of the what is it quick fire what What's, do we call it rapid fire until our uh live viewers give us uh yeah we need a name a better name for it yeah so. we need a better name for it so go ahead sorry frank yeah well i thought that the narration was on point uh in this game because they talk about uh, the way they were uh, Juventus has been playing, they have been defending very good, but their the offense wasn't that good. And when you play a team as Cagliari, who has been bad this season, bad, they have been horrendous. They only won one game, and you, they they lost 4-0 four, four to Udinese in their last game. You need to perform better. We didn't. We didn't perform better. And, and uh, you, we talk about uh, Tech being angry about that lapses, and it all came from that left side where Sandro was not uh, playing good. He was horrendous. He was by far the worst on the team. And I truly believe we have the talent. 
even though we have injuries, we need to be better. We need to be more organized and both offensively and defensively, because uh, I did see at some point that Juventus became somewhat vulnerable. Uh, vulnerable. I don't. I forgot the word. But they were not good defensively. They they were not, and you cannot have those phases of the game because if with any other team, those two chances are goals. Yeah. Because they were very dangerous. I would say that those, other than the goals, those were the two most uh, clear-cut chances in the entire game. So that that cannot happen. And the the thing is, it keeps happening. We won the games. We keep the clean sheet, but the the performances are not good. Not even the goals goals were clear-cut. One was a shot that went off. Keen's face. The other was Berna <laughs> taking a shot from a, an angle out there. Like our goals weren't even clear cut. This is why I'm saying, like, you take those away, they bag those. Like, I mean, Keen should have he should have one of the out of those first two opportunities though. Mm-hmm. So I still see like we get in one goal, we only allow six opportunities, but the danger in half of them was way too. Like it should that should be a comfortable at the back type match if you're only allowing six opportunities the fact that they were should have been goals like i still to this day have no idea how that one missed uh dalbert there missed that finish but i get what francisco's saying what i don't like is that the weak teams these last two seasons the weak teams are getting their good games against us you said they they are getting dominated by the other big teams but the player Juventus, you see, you hear the commentary saying, "Oh, they're playing a great game. That that small team is playing a great a great game. They are on rhythm. They are very organized, and it's always against us. And I don't like that we are the big team in Serie A. That these small teams are getting their best games against, which that should not happen. We should be another team that they get dominated by, yeah. Because everybody is dominating Venezia." Why are we team that ties with them? Everybody's yeah, dominating Cagliari. Why are we the team that we're struggling to to score against Cagliari where when Udinese is scoring four goals on them? Yeah, That's but we dominated what... that game yesterday. Like let's let's not kid ourselves. Like Cagliari was not in that game. They had two the two chances granted, but realistically, they were we not had the position. They... We had the position. We didn't dominate as clear cut as we could. didn't threaten. Other than those two chances, but like they weren't, we like, you know what I mean? Like, we it, it was on us to put it away early. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot of the same, though. That's why I said it's yeah. a lot of the same. It's us controlling a game, but not necessarily really truly controlling. Like, we control the it could have, it could have, not the it could have ended a lot differently, you know? Like, didn't oh, thank god, thank not, thankfully, because <laughs> not, not thanks to Sandra, obviously, <laughs> yeah. And that's what this is why I say it doesn't really feel like a domination. And again, like the numbers, the numbers tell you otherwise when you look and you see 15 opportunities to whatever 64% possession to 36. But that doesn't tell the story when you're watching the game because to me, again, out of those 15 opportunities, we had probably two big chances. Even our goals weren't big chances. Um, so it's there's, Their chances were bigger than any of the ones we had. <clears throat> There's work to be done, man. There's work to be done. I don't, I don't know. Again, I still think 
it's fine because the building blocks are there. We're going in the right direction. We're using the right setup that's better suited to our players. We're well, down four star. Yeah, we're down four starters and a Ronaldo. <clears throat> so for, forget about forget about I'm, that. I'm just Come saying. On. I'm going back to my preseason predictions. I'm still a little hot over that. Hey, sorry, Al. You Rid- ridiculous. Stop it. Stop Come it. On. Now the starters being down again. Again, we're not talking about facing Inter. Napoli, like these other, we're, we're talking about Salernitana, Venezia, Cagliari. Like we have to mm-hmm. be, I expect a team that still has solid players better than Cagliari to take control of that, but actually truly control. That's all. That's all. Now, players, player performances. We're going to get you our AJC team player ratings. Okay. And then we're going to present the man of the match by striped hearts apparel obviously link is in the description to stripedheartsapparel.com go check it out some of the best uva custom gear you'll find anywhere and support them show some love it supports the podcast and of course proceeds go to charities okay a rotating carousel of charities everybody wins okay um now player ratings tech seven uh, in a game where he didn't have a lot of work to do, he made two big stops when he absolutely had to. So massive. Quadrado, six point three. Got to get that point three in there, everybody. <laughs> a lot of good forward action. Delict six. Good performance. Tech bailed him and Benucci out today on a couple occasions. Benucci six. Steady Eddie. That's it. Sandro five. There are no words. Uh, Arthur. 6.7, his best performance of the season. A lot of good work on the defensive side, which he doesn't get a lot of credit for. Okay? Right? He so, he played good defensively yesterday. You got to give yeah. credit where credit's due. Hey, man, we rolled with Pjanic uh, in a pivot uh, before. I have no fear of Artur playing a little bit of D, man, um, if it helps the cause and everyone. Rabio 5.4, didn't help us, didn't kill us. Bentoncourt, 6. He showed up, put on his jersey, pulled up his socks, and played football. Bernardeschi, 7.5. Goal and assist. Nuff said. Keane, 6.8. Improving with every game. This was uh, his oh, best Frank. one of the season by far. Fantastic dancing. Francisco made sure we had to put that uh, last point in there. Morata, 5.9. Did a lot of work, good work today, but his touch let him down in the final third. For substitutes, um, Deshilio Cao Jorge, uh, not applicable. McKenny, six, good performance in his limited appearance. Kulishevsky, six, assist on Berna's goal to end it. Our man of the match. We're going to go around and see do we all have the same one? Um, for me, it's Bernardeschi. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony, different uh, than Berna? I, I'll, I'll switch it up because I think this guy um, took a lot of heat early in the season. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm going to go with Tech yesterday. Uh, that that save really opened people's eyes to say, "Huh, we do have a pretty good starting goalie." Would you look at that? All those whiners and complainers earlier in the year, like, "Oh, this and that. We should find a goalie. We should have got Donnarumma." Tech is a it, Tech is a really good goalie. Very, very, very good goalie. So I'm I'm going to go with Tech, even though I think the other guy you guys are saying was the man of the match. I, I'm going to give it my Man, the match is going to tech. All right, Frankie. I'm biased to goalkeepers and defenders, so I'm going with tech. 
Although I understand Bernardeschi. If, if, mm -hmm. if Tech didn't make those saves, Bernard is clear cut. But I, I'm biased. I'm saying it. I'm biased. So I'm biased. <laughs> okay. That's fine. We got two for Tech. I'm going to stick with Bernard. He continues his good form. Bernard he deserves it. <clears throat> Bernardeschi is a funny one. It's a funny one because even now it's not good enough for his haters. You know, the ones that continue to just um, ride his back and just say, no, it's not good enough. This is not good enough now to get him a new contract because it's been years of poor performances and no uh, contributions, whatnot. So, Frankie, this is a good one for you to jump in because we haven't had you available for the past little while. And it'd be great to hear your thoughts on Bernardeschi now and the extension and the contract extension. Do you give him the contract extension? Do you think it has to be at the 30% uh, drop in salary that Juventus is trying to get? Are his performances, you know, good enough now? Or does what happened in the past stop you? from moving ahead with Bernardeschi. How do you feel about it? You don't, you don't look to, to the past to, to give this kind of extensions. You think about the right now and the future. And I do think Bernardeschi can keep improving because obviously he's still 27. He has at least four more years at a good physical level. Would I try to get him on a lower salary? Yes. If it can't happen, I I would extend it. Even before this season, I always said he's a good guy to have on a rotation. The problem with Renadeski is that people are still thinking about Berna. When he came from Valentina, the the thoughts were he's the next Bayo. That was the the stick in which they try people are tr were trying to see him because obviously the comparisons he came from Fiorentina he was a player with ability people were trying to compare him with Bayo obviously he's not at Ooh. that level yes no. some people he's he's not on that level but uh but he's a good player to have on your team he has performed well this season mm -hmm. so I, I would extend him and at the end of the day you're gonna let a player like that go for free who's giving you good performances no, try to extend him. Even maybe he keeps performing at this level, or even he gets better. Even if you don't like it, then you can still get money from from him. But but I will extend this contract. I would personally for what value? For how much? Max the same salary that he has now. I would yeah. go higher. Four, was it four? For four million, I would go. Yeah. Yeah. I would go. Mm -hmm. So with Bernardeschi, I agree with you in terms of you can't look to the past. And one of the main things about not looking to the past is realizing that he is far from one of the issues with the current roster. Yeah. Far from it. When you look at guys that are on priority to leave, he is not one of them. He simply isn't. So everybody has to kind of take that into consideration with each player you want to move, that's a replacement required. So if we are already looking at trying to get a midfielder, trying to get a striker, trying to get a left back, why open up other positions that don't need that attention right now? 
he's playing good now. Enjoy it. Forget about what happened in the previous four years or whatnot, right? And we were winning in those seasons that we had Berna as well. You know, obviously in the last couple we fell off, but regardless, like forget about it. Look at right now. Right now he's given us what we've been asking from him. Mm -hmm. Take it. Take it. Enjoy it. And look at the other guys that aren't there. And, you know, you you gotta you gotta deal with the situations that are right there and the highest priorities. Bernardeski leaving is not a high priority. It simply isn't. The fear is that he signs and then the play drops off and just discontinues. You, you just, again, he is not one of the problems right now. He is. He tries. Yeah. I don't, people are so, <clears throat> you know, so flipping negative sometimes. Like he, like he's playing well. And I think somebody was mentioning on Twitter. I can't remember. I think it was someone in our group. Like, can't we all just, I think it was Eric. Can't we all just be like happy that the guy's playing yeah. well? Like, why do you have to bring up the fact, well, he didn't play well last year? Well, well, that's you know, what we're my talking back about. Wasn't sore last year, and this year it is. Like, things change. Like, trying to shoot well. a guy down for what happened in the past. Yeah, is like, just, I, I we never can't, get right? it. Like, um, Dells has a good point because this is the thing. Nobody's saying do it and end it and sign it right now mm-hmm. because it must be noted his upturn in form has coincided with an easier run of games. However, the flip side to that, Dells, is that when we went on our streak earlier on in the season against good, better opponents, it crumbled when Bernardeski was no longer available to the team. And when we had to start seeing a continued 4-4-2 with Rabio replacing Bernardeski, there was a considerable drop-off. So he played his part against the tougher opponents earlier on too. The numbers weren't backing him like they are now against the lower sides, but his importance came through in both of those though. So again, though, I do agree with you. Let's wait till the end of the season and see and decide there okay this is a great point by georg too like he's been consistent he has regardless of the opponent when he's there he is consistent yeah and that's what we were trying to get at with uh, the streak that happened earlier on in uh, the season now there was a question that uh, came earlier and it was a really really good one we're going to tackle that one right now for everybody else that's on the live any questions you have right now fire them in there okay because uh We'll take them in gladly, regardless of uh, what we have uh, set up uh, as topics. Fire in your questions. There was a question earlier that came in that said, in Berna's current form, the Bala and Chiesa come back. Does Bernardeschi lose his starting spot? Anthony. No, but can he Can he not play with those two on the pitch at the same time in a 4-3-3? <clears throat> that would mean that you have no nine. Hmm. Frankie, Bernadeschi playing the way he is now. Chiesa and Dybala back. Who sits? He doesn't need to sit. We're not when Dybala goes comes back. We're not going to play a four-two-three. We're going to play a four-four-two-three-one. Uh, Dybala can be the number ten. Berna can play on the left as he played at that first streak, and Chiesa can play on the right, which Allegri actually prefers. Yeah. So yeah, the four, I, there you go. I don't think he needs not to. So play. you're saying four, two, three, one, and play them all. Yeah, that that's what unload the clip. I'm fine the, with it. I, I'm fine. I will have Berna's, Berna's ahead I, of any other option you would play at the wing. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the thing is, I would have my doubts if 
uh, Kulusevsky was playing at extremely high level and, the, and Allegri was 100% on having back Kulusevsky. But Kulusevsky is not playing at a pretty high level. So what, what are the other options? There are no other options. And I think uh, King would not play on the left. He would be a striker. He will be a, a number nine. That's what Allegri wants from him. So uh, if if I'm the coach, uh, I came on the left. He played on the left and he played good. So I don't so see King gets sacrificed. I think I think King gets sacrificed. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I do. I, I truly believe that Allegri, I'm not saying that he, Allegri doesn't like King, but uh, he trusts more Morata. And even you see that Kayo Jorge is getting minutes, which actually I'm surprised. That speaks about that Allegri does not have trust in King as a backup. Because we have seen sometimes that I'm thinking, why is Kayo really playing when we have King? Here's the so, fear. Fear is well, though. Max is going to want to imagine Max seeing something similar to try and split up like he did Locatelli and Artur, trying to split up Berna and Dybala. Um, it'd Can't be it. weird, but I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, in terms of this team that needs creation desperately, those guys should both be on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised in terms of thinking about how goals are going to be created and breaking those two up. Like Max is notorious for that. He's notorious for that. I need to see some changes. So hopefully when these guys come back, we see the 4-2-3-1 that we all want to see. And the other thing is, he's actually defending. He's uh, Bernardeschi oh, yeah. has become a player who goes back, does the work without the ball, defends, and that's something Allegri notices. So that's why I think he will play. Because there it's was... easy to go, go forward, forward, forward. But when you have those players that have the mindset – that had played with Allegri before, that go back and defend. Allegri does always respect more those players and give them more minutes because that's what he, what he likes when he has yeah. a player on the pitch. Like how can you not, not like Bernadeschi? There was one instance yesterday in the, I think it was the end of the first half. He clears a he clears a corner kick and then he's up with their defenders trying to get the through ball, like exactly. within eight seconds. So. Yeah. No, you got to appreciate so, players like that, man. We got a question from Loka. We're going to – or Loka, Luca. You wish you were Loka. Mm, um, I'm not even close. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Arriva Ben's words that we hinted at prior to this match, which were kind of interesting. And he said he said things with Dybala and Delict were serene. There's no issues there or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he said that certain players – you know, um, have more lo- loyalties and ties to their agents than the shirt and the stripes and whatnot. And that was pretty interesting. And you've seen guys on both sides of it, whatever. So a lot of, a lot of guys um, were taking it, didn't like it, and thought it was shots fired towards Delict and whatnot. I thought it was kind of interesting because he did say things with Delict were fine. And uh, whatnot before he even got to the part about saying certain guys have ties to their agents rather than the shirts. First and foremost, I have absolutely zero issues with what he said. Um, absolutely none. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's true. There are guys that are out there for themselves and couldn't care less 
about the shirt. Okay. A guy that somebody in our team wants to rep hard. Aaron Ramsey is one of those prime examples. Couldn't give a shit about Juve. Okay. Um, there are guys like that. I have absolutely zero issues with Arriva Bene calling it the way it is. KM, I'm with you. Get Luca off of here, for God's sakes. <laughs> KM, I'm with you. I like Arriva Bene. I don't think it was a shot at Delict. Okay. I do not think it was. But if the club feels that way and they do think that his ties are elsewhere and with Raiola, no problem with him saying it how it is. No problems with it. I'd like to hear the question. Frankie, what was the question? Huh? I'm with you on that one, Al. I I just like to know what the question was. Like, was it posed as, hey, what do you think about these two specific players and their agents? I don't think that was a question. I think it was, uh, yeah. So it was probably in the, you know, realm of uh, what's going on with uh, Dybala and then obviously like the Delic situation with Raul. And he just said things are fine with those players and the club. And then he just continued to add that some players. It could be anybody. It could be Artur. Mm-hmm. It could be potentially maybe Bernardeschi, who's in an extension talk. Like Possibly. He's got a new agent. His agent's pushing him to do certain things. Who knows? It could be mm-hmm. anybody. You don't know 100% that it's delict. But regardless, he made those comments based on certain players that are showing that. And honestly, I have no problem with him doing that. He didn't name anybody specific. And he just let it be known what it's going to be like at Juve and that everybody needs to be there for the cause. No problems with it, Frankie. Yeah, I I completely agree with you two guys. Because at the end of the day, uh, you see uh, agents and players keep uh, saying things and getting no response back. Yeah, and the first time I saw Arriva Bene, and I knew he came from Ferrari, and he was like a director in Ferrari. I was like, this guy looks like he doesn't give a shit. Like he, frankly, does not care. Like he is going to try his best for Juventus, but he's not going to take nothing from nobody. And that's the attitude that he has. He's he's like, we're Juventus. We're a big club. We have our own dignity, our own respect. Would you want to play with us? That's fine, and we will we'll take you, and we'll ride with you. But don't start speaking. I'm not. He's he was like saying, "I'm not Nedved with Mino. I'm not getting lovely with you. You want to be here with us? That's fine. You want to leave? That's fine too. We can get you out. There, there are going to be options to getting you out." To talk, you did a video which people should go back and watch about what what would life be without the leg. And and you clearly said that there were options that we could use that money. Do I want the leg to stay? Of course, but I didn't find any problem for what he says, especially because he didn't talk about nobody specifically. If the leg doesn't feel like he's doing nothing wrong and the, the rumors are not correct, then he doesn't need to feel like, like Arriba Ben is speaking about him because especially before those comments, he said things are fine with the leg and, and, and Dybala. So yeah. it, there's, a, there's a, some people here in Puerto Rico, some people say 
if if you feel that you're itching, scratch yourself. Like that's if 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 it applies to you, then take it or leave it. But is if does if it doesn't apply to you, then you don't need to get mad because he's Matt. not saying the league is yeah. is with you know. Spot on, man. Spot on. Agree with you a hundred percent. We're gonna get to some questions now, uh, Luca. This is probably the last we're gonna see of this guy. Okay, I apologize, everybody, but we got a question here. Everybody healthy. Four, two, three, one. Next game. Who starts? So I guess uh, our lineups in the four, two, three, one. Next match, if that's how we want to tackle it. If everybody's healthy, my lineup's pretty simple. Um, tech, uh, quad. Probably uh, Benucci, Delict, Pellegrini, Locatelli, Bentancur, Chiesa, Dipala, Bernardeschi, Morata. That's my four two no three. Danilo? No Danilo. Everybody. Sandro. No Sandro. Stop no it, Sandro. Frank. No Danilo. I, I can't put this any clearer than Sandro is done. Period. Done. He I can is, work. With he Danilo. is rendered to play against the likes of Salernitana. You know, not even Venezia because he comes in a 1-1 match and acts like it's 7-0 for us. But uh, that is my starting 11. Everybody healthy. With the potential to maybe put Danilo instead of Pellegrini on the left side. But I have no fear in letting Pellegrini go. I actually don't mind. What I like about I think he's sucking me in because of the damn fire he shows and how much he wants to fight guys and yeah. like just i like that i like that passion man i i really really do and but danilo's a cool head and he's a vet so you can't go wrong with either one of them on the left but that's my lineup sorry i zoned out there who are your two who are the two there loca and benta benton core yeah okay so I frankie you're you're 11 four two three i'll one. go i'll go tech I'll go. I'll go Quadrado. I go Quadrado, and allow I'll, I'll go the Lake Bonucci and Pellegrini. My my two in the middle will be actually McKenny and Locatelli. I will go McKenny and Locatelli. Then I go Chiesa on the right, DiBala as a number ten, and on the left uh, Bernardeschi and Morata as a striker. But I have Danilo, this, yeah. Danilo can go on the right too. That's something that people I know he's not quadrado offensively, but defensively he's really good. So I don't mind Danilo. Same line for me. I like McKenny beside Locatelli, but I'd put I'd put Danilo on the on the left. Nice. Uh, sorry, Danilo on the right or quadro like you know, swap yeah. them. Uh I'd I'd start Danilo. We forget he's been gone so long how good of a player Danilo no, is, right? He's an important player oh, yeah. in this team. So he's really good. He's really good. Yeah. And he's a leader. He's also a very leader. I, I wouldn't mind him seeing him with the captain's armband at all. Because he's he's the, the only guy I saw. I remember when Bonucci was like uh, uh screaming and he was like get a hold for yourself. Danilo was the only guy that you saw going back at Bonucci like you're you're giving us a stinker, so shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad game, I remember. All right, all right, all right. Uh, KM coming in with the next question. Mm-hmm. If we sign a defensive midfielder in January, we could possibly be a good team and can try to reach uh, Champions League semifinals. Mm. 
I do not believe Defensive. anything is happening in January, to be honest, um, as far as any big boost to this team or anything. Uh, the more and more that's coming out, I think it's just going to be probably just a little cleanup. I think Juve is going to ramp up for the summer, um, to be honest. I don't expect anything in January without just maybe the potential of a quick loan if we can get any of those teams to agree, which is hard because if we could get a forward in for a six-month loan with option, no obligation, there are really no teams that are going to agree to that because the guys that are on that list, those teams want to get rid of. So it's going to be hard to get a team to accept a six-month loan, right, uh, with just option and no obligation. So I honestly don't see any moves coming. Yeah, Just but if you're if you're question. making if you're making one move, is defensive midfielder isn't what we need. So yeah, that's another thing too. We need right? we need like, someone who can put the ball in that. Yeah, we 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 need either a decisive, instinctive mid that can yeah, like we right. again. Max wants goals out of the midfield. The problem right now is even the guys up top aren't bagging enough. So mm -hmm. he's trying to look for goals from you know. Rabio, uh, Ben to McKinney, all these goals out of these guys, you don't even have your strikers firing right now. So if it were me, like I said, I'd be looking at an option, a short-term option, just to get us through the second half of the season with somebody that could bag some goals, be in there and be decisive. But good luck trying to get a team that's going to agree to that. It's going to be very, very challenging. I think it's going to be cleanup. A guy like Ramsey's going to be gone. Uh, we'll probably bite the bullet on some money. Maybe... If anybody else goes, which I doubt, it would depend on the offers coming in. Okay. So follow-up question, who are we losing in January? Ramsey, uh, 100%. I think Artur, that's it. The rumors about Artur, I think it's going to be very, very tough. I don't believe we're going to see Artur leaving, to be honest. Especially um, with news coming in that uh, the Ravella thing is dead in the water Rovella will stay back. Fajoli will stay like I mean that was a given but some people yeah. thought Fajoli might be no like these guys are gonna probably stay out Rovella I could have seen there's potential but again not the profile I'd say is gonna make that impact we need for the second half of the season next year that's a different story that becomes a completely different story right now guys we need goals man we need goals big time um so yeah kind of how i feel about the whole thing um are loca and artur ever going to share the pitch it's no. not looking uh, like that eh? if dibala is playing i don't think so if yeah. dibala is playing is i don't think so because at some point you need somebody who is uh i i like to call him call them like a, a war dog a hunter a defensive player on the midfield you need one of those guys. And if you have three, and I know Locatelli goes back in defense, but he's not a defensive player. That's not his main MO. So he does it well. He does as well. At this, I agree. It's considering his... with his physical uh, attributes, he does it well. But he's not a defensive player. You need, at, at some point, you do need a defensive player. So I don't think so, especially if the, if Dybala is playing. No, if Dybala is not playing because of a certain team or, or or just rest, maybe I can see it. But if Dybala is playing, no. Yeah. 
kind of flips into this question. It's kind of sort of the same thing. Uh, I don't understand why we don't play Arthur and Locatelli in the mid at the same time. Uh, so my thing play. is, mm -hmm. again, you're going to play given the personnel in a variation mm -hmm. of the four-three-three with this team to maximize who you have. Continuing to ask for the supporting goals to come from Rabio is ridiculous. It's laughable. I saw sequences in yesterday's game. We got into a position. Bentoncourt's immediate reaction, I'm backing away, and he put the ball backwards. We went around the horn, went up to Rabio. Rabio's initiate reaction, he went backwards. We did a U-shape about four times because those guys lack the um, vision and the instincts of how to attack. Um, it's not there. Asking them to do it is just, we keep beating a dead horse. Split them up. If Artur is going to stay with this team, regardless of what people feel about his defensive duties, it's potentially going to help the team drastically in the offensive phase if we can free up Locatelli to use his creativity, his vision, and the fact that he can actually hit the ball from outside the area. Rabio doesn't want to. Very rarely, Bentoncourt has maybe two attempts a season. Um, let's Bad get Locatelli up there. Let's try it. What is the harm in trying it? So in a match where Dybala is probably not out there, play Arthur uh, ahead of the D and let Locatelli get higher up there and see what happens. Open up that left side a bit. We can't have the two of them playing because their natural instinct is to go backwards. It, it's... It doesn't but, work. But the thing is, if you have uh, Dybala and you have uh, Locatelli, then you do have two players who play sort of a midfield role who create. But the thing is, if you don't, uh, if you only have, uh, you don't have Dybala and you only have Locatelli, then you can, you can play with having both of them. My thing is, if you do, you have Dybala on the pitch as number 10, you, de, you do need that defensive support at the end of the day. You cannot play with uh, Arthur, Locatelli, and Dybala but because you're asking to free up Locatelli. If Dybala is playing and Arthur is playing, who do you think is going to be sacrificed to play defense? It's yeah. not going to be Dybala or Arthur. It's going to be Locatelli. So he's, in, he's restricted regardless. So if we're going to play with 4-2, uh, 3-1, then we need to play with a defensive midfielder at some point. And probably it's going to be McKinney, which I don't mind because I've seen McKinney at the offensive phase, and he does contribute. Maybe he's not, he doesn't have the passing range or the passing instincts, but he's good on the ball. He tries to attack the space. He, he he goes back to defend, so I do like him. So that's yeah. that's to, the thing. Yeah. To Al's point, that's that's the midfielder that has the right mentality to attack. Yeah, and you see it. I mean, we've talked about it in just the cameos. It's different the second he gets the ball as opposed to any mm -hmm. of those other guys. His initial reaction and looks are always advancing, always advancing. Mm -hmm. Nobody else does it like him, right? So let's get to... Uh, we've got time for a few more, so rapid fire. Just keep them coming, and we'll try and make them quick. Uh, what's KM, KM coming in here? Al, are you an Italian? Uh, yeah, uh, well, 
born in Canada, but family is all uh, from Italy over there. Okay, so uh, from the Naples region and even uh, Calabria. Okay, so but there um, and no, I did not do Napoli as my father did not. Okay, mm -hmm. you did always. Always. I'm not. I'm not Italian. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, you had me fooled, Frankie. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so <Delta> stop <laughs> speaking Italian. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm kind of like a hybrid Italian though, because I don't speak with my hands like all of them kind of do in the gesturing. Sometimes mm -hmm. I can. No, Delta. but we Puerto Ricans do speak a lot with our hands, so it's the same thing. But oh, we use another kind of signs, which I won't do here because it's probably not uh, family friendly. But do we do some signs <laughs> with our fingers, which we all know what signs are. Oh, the Italians have some beauty ones too. Mm -hmm. They got some great ones. Ah, so many. So many good that's like and that's like the thing growing up as a kid you know it's like you learn these like what are these gestures what and they're like no i can't tell you it's and like, people oh, say okay. and, and okay. people say like it's a there that's that's like racist because that you're discriminated you're saying all italians speak their, with their hands and you, then you see a video in italy and you see all italians like <laughs> they do speak with their hands so it's, it's yeah. not <laughs> they do they do dells what happened to the links with Chiumeni, Zakaria, and Al? Would you still take Belotti on a free at the end of the season? So Chiumeni and Zakaria is going to be tough because there's so much interest there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, again, I'm starting to get the vibe that Juve is going to just try and do a little cleanup, but summer is when they're going to try to hit things yeah. hard, right? So um Chiumeni and Zakaria, it's all going to come down to the money. Um, I still question whether Zakaria, like as talented as he is, is the right profile. Um, Chiumeni, yeah, I think uh, Chiumeni would be along the lines more uh, there. But again, uh, the links are still there. There's We're linked with a ton of players. And I think that's just Juve looking at what's out there, what's available, what the opportunities are. Kicking tires. Yeah, what's going to happen? <sighs> Who knows? Your guess is good in mind, but I think Juve is going to go hard in the summer. Would you guys Bellotti. take Bellotti on free no. at the end of the season with Morata, le uh, Morata oh, no. leaving? Um, and if we we need to find out if Keen, if we get out of Moise Keen, I would absolutely take Bellotti on a free rather than uh, keep Keen around at that price. Absolutely. But if we're keeping Keen around, if we're obligated to, then no. Um, not anymore because you'll need somebody that's uh it's interesting though man would below so morata's gone yeah oh, morata's, gone. morata's Morata. gone and whatnot do you are we able to splash on a guy like a vlavich or whatnot or do we need to look at the bargains out there because that becomes a question where do we stand come the end does anything uh, get done with this delict scenario? What happens there? Because then all of a sudden you have a massive influx of capital. So maybe, yeah, you don't think about a Belotti and you go a different route, right? It's it's tough. If, it if we only lost Morata, uh, we didn't have a massive influx of capital. Uh, that's, that's still hard to just come in and say Belotti would be the guy, but... I don't know. It's tough. I've, he's been at Torino far too long. Far too long. I think he's a better player, deserves a better team than Torino. But 
as of late, he's dropped. He's dropped a, yeah. a lot, but that team is so bad. I, I don't know. Not, not, not right now. I think that team is not bad right now. Is it okay? It's not. I'm not saying. Okay, so on a free, what do you guys think about Belotti? I'd rather try and lower the 35 million for Marotta. For Marotta. I, so I wouldn't I, take. I, yeah. yeah I wouldn't take Belotti right now. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think for Juve he's the right striker. I'm not saying he's not good. But I don't think, and, and I also think he's going to another team. Think he's, he's thinking about Milan. He see what he was a Milan fan, so I I don't think he's going to Juventus. He's not a circuit for Juventus. I would rather go for uh, obviously Valvik, but if not, try to go for Skamaka, maybe. I I will go for those kind of players. And I wanted to say about the Sakarian. Uh, and the other midfield, I don't know his name. I, I'm going to butcher that last name. So I'm not even going to try. Uh, I think Zakaria uh, is very defensive. And I don't think yeah. the, Juventus needs another defensive midfield. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Not really the profile we're after. No, right? no. he's good. He's good. Yeah. And, 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 and he's very defensive. So that's why Allegri likes him. But... I don't, I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. he becomes the like the Napoli guy who has a fantastic season, Giza, but I don't think so. Yeah. So this this topic actually came up last night in the stoppage time. Another once again good show if you can tune down Tuesday nights. Martino brought this up. He his suggestion to the top Italian clubs or the big clubs in Italy, so Inter, Milan, and Juventus was we these clubs should focus on buying the good mid-range value players don't splash on the big players but own the market for the you know 15 to 25 35 million dollar players don't worry about the 80 90 million dollar strikers midfielders get because that we're, we're good at developing players so they should focus on those mid-level players and get back to as uh you know the busy here says sniping the 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 market outside yeah, I think that's again, it mm -hmm. just comes down to the list of needs and the options that are out there. You're not going to be mm -hmm. able to spend at every option. So a guy like mm -hmm. Belotti on a free very much should be in the list, I think, of possibilities, mm -hmm. depending on the other possibilities and spaces that you need to fill. And I think you'd be silly not to at least look at it. Um, we're going to get to a couple quick ones. Uh can we have a dedicated celebration pod if and when we offload Ramsey? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're um, going to have. We got to get Luca in on it so we can all watch yeah. him cry. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Luca's tears raining. Okay. <laughs> Animesh, if a 40 million offer comes for McKenny in January, would you cash in? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. 40? Yes. yes. 40 million what? euros? Yes. 25, player, man. 30, no. He 40, was brought in for a total of 22. He's one season in, so he stands us 11 million. If 40 million comes in, yes. No. I'd rather yeah. sell somebody else. I think he's a good player. I think I think wow. he's a good player moving forward to, to help build this team. Not build Zero. around him, but he's a building block for me. I'd say no. <laughs> He's yeah, I think he falls in the line for me with the three supporting mids. Uh, Rabio. Um, Bentoncourt, McKenny. I get what separates him 
from the others. Is it enough to withhold from 30 something million capital? Probably not for me, man, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I'd rather move Rabio first. So oh, that's kind of like a, a thing. If an offer came in mm -hmm. for Rabio, I would move him before McKenny. But if McKenny was like the only one of our mids that got a, a deal and it was like 40 million, sure. I, I, I think you'd I, have to consider. A big offer like that, yes. Uh, I'm not Vlaovic. sending McKenny for a pinch. Vlaovic. Listen, Vlaovic is going to be difficult. It's going to be a lot of money. A lot of money. That's why I say we might have to look uh, with some bargains there. What, what I think about Vlaovic is if we're going to buy, I've seen numbers thrown about Skamaka for 30 million. If we're going to buy uh, Skamaka for 30 million and Vlaovic is like four or five, go for 60. Go for, I don't think it's going to go 60. Mm -hmm. yes, in this market, uh, if he uh, wins the Capo Canieri, he'll go for 80 in England. Luca, 10 million mm -hmm. profit. What are you on? Selling him at 40 is not 10 million profit right now. It's close the to math, 30 math, after a year there. The math is not right. Like, we're so gonna... we can add math to geography for Luca yes. in terms yes. of uh, don't pull back the curtain. Because we all have skeletons behind that curtain. Do not pull back the curtain now. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to leave right. it at that. So, okay, here we go. We've got a ton of questions. They're still coming in. There's so many good things. Guys, I want to remind everybody that's here on the live, take a second to quickly just like, hit that like if Push you're new thumb. to the channel, subscribe. We're it. all UV cast. It's all UV all the time. We're here no matter what. The evidence mm -hmm. was yesterday on the match day live. Okay, life kind of kicked in for old Alberto here, but uh, the guys picked up the slack and Omar joined from a friggin' oh, forklift. Okay, so if that doesn't show Brilliant. you the dedication that you need out of where you get your UV content, I don't know what is. Okay, <laughs> um, guys, the questions have been awesome. Um, look, what it comes down to is. Ah, we have to wait and see what UV's options will be. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of possibilities. You're going to hear a lot of rumors. You're going to hear a ton of stuff. And honestly, um, that makes a lot of sense because this team, yeah, it could go in a lot of different directions. I think a couple certainties are Ramsey, obviously going. Morata, I don't think I cannot see him continuing beyond this season with Juventus, and that hurts because I'm a big fan of Morata's. I like him, but I don't see it coming. Francisco, put the gun down, question. man. It's all good. You don't need to pop. Uh, pop I have a, a question there. for you two guys. A difficult question. If an offer comes for Sandro for forty millions, will you sell him? Tough question. Take your time. Wait, Sandro. Sandro. If yeah, we he's get if he's we drunk. get a nice margarita pizza, I think I'd accept that. For I'll Sandro. take a bag of balls for Sandro. <laughs> Sandro should have deflated. I'll take one deflated ball for Sandro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, that's yeah. We ha we have to we have to uh, run away from some of these things, and this is one of the things we talk about. There was an interesting tweet today. We're gonna wrap up on this tweet about mm -hmm. Wojciech Chesney, okay? And Chesney, it was basically saying that. He's turned it around. He has big time from the previous season struggles. And mm -hmm. it said, Juventus is safe now for a few seasons. No, I can't. Careful I can't agree. Wording. I can't agree with that. We have to pump the brakes here. We could fall into the same trap we've kind of fallen with other guys previously. 
you have to keep eyes on the future. This year, again, this just shows you, if you look at the priority and the needs, goalkeeper is not one because tech has got back to the standards we held them to for now. Next season is probably the season I start to look ahead, okay, and start to say, okay, we need to get that backup plan because with Sandro, we've had no backup plan and look at where we've ended up, right? You have to keep close tabs on things like that. So Chesney, no, we're okay for now. Next season, we need some options, right? You got Perrine in the wings, right? Like you got him sitting there. Perrine's going to no. be gone. That's another His, certainty, man. Yeah, I know. He's going to be Perrine's gone. He's going to want to move, man. He wants he wants the minutes, and uh, he should be getting them rightfully. So, no, but, I mean, Tech's are one, but he deserves to be starting somewhere. I, I think what it does by us is time to look for a young goalkeeper that can develop itself into a good one for Juventus and not to go out next uh, in summer and go out and buy a good a very high priced goalkeeper we don't need to do that but we certainly need to start looking at another goalkeeper but we can go for a lower guy that we know who's going to develop itself to be a good goalkeeper we're gonna, we we have the time to go out and say okay maybe this we don't have a great goalkeeper but this guy in the future can develop itself to be a good one. We do That's... have a great goalkeeper right now for the next three years. So three? I don't know what people are talking about. There is a rumor saying Juventus is going to activate the release clause of Barca star kit, 17 year old Gabby, which is worth 50 million. You're going to hear a lot of rumors. All I can say to all of you, it's stay not... tuned with all you mm-hmm. may cast because the man himself, Mirko Di Natale will be here for a live session, taking all of your questions. Okay. That's going to be uh, the time to get some more insight on all this. He'll and he holds nothing back. He'll tell He'll you answer. flat out, "There's nothing there," or "Here's what I've heard." So it's really, really good, guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun as always. We finish up 2021. Look at this. What four points out of fourth? What are Five out of about? third, depending what? on what happens with certain results. Nine out of first, depending on what happens with certain results. We got a we got a little bit of work to do, but let's get the team healthy. Let's keep the team healthy, okay? And see what can happen in the second half of the season, all right? I still stand behind saying this team will finish around that third spot, potentially higher, okay? Hit that thumbs up. Like the oh. video. Let's go Francisco, Anthony, always a pleasure. Everybody in the live, we love you guys. Thanks for the support. I hope you all enjoy the holiday season, okay? Have a great time with your families and everything. And we will have some fun stuff content-wise for you guys, okay? Um, So we will. Um, So stay tuned, as always, to this channel. We don't need games to give you some awesome UA content, okay? We're going to have a lot of fun. One of the things you should look out for is when we pull back the reels on Anthony's predictions because we're going to take back our prediction show. We're going to have some highlights from that, and we're going to tackle the second half predictions, okay? (laughs) Happy holidays, everybody. Fino alla fina. Forza Juventus. Ciao a tutti.